Hi, everyone, and welcome to Debatable, the podcast breaking down controversial topics, unpopular opinions, and social issues one conversation at a time. You are hosted by your gal, Crystal Andrews, writer, author, and founder of ZFeed. And today I'm joined by my colleague and friend, Sarah Fitzmorris. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for agreeing to talk some shit with me. <laughs> Hello. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm excited. You are basically bringing some credibility to um this chat about celebrities and celebrity culture. So Sarah has many years expertise writing celebrity features for magazines in the UK and also working as a showbiz journalist and editor for the Daily Mail, both in London and LA, where obviously a lot more celebrity happenings and news than there is in Australia. There is, yes. I'm I'm sure I'll be name dropping quite a few people throughout this episode, so apologies in advance. Um, name drop as many <laughs> as possible. Okay. <laughs> what, what, on that note, what was the best celebrity bash that you ever went to while you were working overseas? Probably in LA, I'm guessing. LA is, I think, next level. It's just a very strange place to live. But in terms of parties, um, I went to, I managed to wangle an invite to uh, Elton John's Oscar viewing party in 2013, um, which was absolutely ridiculous. I went, I had to go on my own. I couldn't get a plus one. The the tickets are like gold dust. So that was That's my worst nightmare, um, going to a party, like a big fancy celebrity party with no mate. On your own, I know. Yeah. And I couldn't get my, I couldn't get booked in for um, like a hair, like I wanted to do my hair. I ended up running late. My hair was just a mess. I had borrowed <laughs> a dress from Ralph and Russo, so at least I looked the part. Um, my face and makeup did not, my hair did not. But um, I was queuing in the queue to sort of get in and Mel B from the Spice Girls and her husband were arguing in front of me. There was rumour Willis behind me. Um, it was very, and I'm just stood there on my own, so <laughs> awkward, trying to make small talk with these celebrities. Um, but it was insane. I mean, there was a moment during that party where I was watching Ed Sheeran perform on stage, which is he's a brilliant performer in himself. And Taylor Swift was stood in front of the stage, screaming at him, like fangirling over him. And it was just this bizarre moment. I sort of looked at her screaming at him. And Heidi Klum was sort of stood near me. Sharon Osborne and Ozzy Osborne were sort of kissing next to me. And honestly, it was this out of body experience where I was like, what, what am I? Who am I? What am I doing? Um, were people trying to like figure out who you, oh, I guess there's lots of media people that go to those things too. So it's like, absolutely. if you're not, if someone looks at you and they're like, I don't know who that is, they're probably, you know, a journalist, publicist, like, you know, yeah. all the behind the scenes. There roles so, in the celebrity industry absolutely there are so many people you know people have their assistants there there's also um you know people whether they're with you know alcohol brands or um that sort of thing so there are a lot of people who aren't sort of the a-listers um the a-list guests there are a lot of people who go to this so you do sort of blend in but I mean obviously I was there to do a job so I had to go and talk to people um and that is very awkward sort of um approaching people who um yeah are very intimidating um but I mean I got really used to it I did it a lot I just a glass of champagne and off I went during that um party I like 
um, Kelly Osborne sort of bumped into me in the in the queue to go to the toilet and like she almost dragged me into the disabled toilet with her so I ended up holding the door for her it was was, and you know those things that actually happen you know on a night out in the in the girls toilets were happening at this party but with real like you know celebrities people who I recognize but obviously they they don't know who I am very strange very bizarre the same dynamic except everybody's very beautiful very famous oh insanely beautiful yeah I mean yeah there's speaking of good parties the I would say the the first would be Elton John's the second um very close second would be the British Fashion Awards um which I went to in London in 2014 um and it was sort of at the height of Cara Delevingne's um modeling career and she was there with all her modeling friends yeah it was insane Cara was best friends at the time with Kendall Jenner and those they they the two of them were in the toilet together giggling like I went to the loo and I could hear them giggling in the cubicle next door to me celebrities they're just like us (laughs) (laughs) well you know it's funny because that actually does set up this wasn't scripted but that sets up this whole episode very well and I will just give like a bit of backstory I suppose so for anyone who doesn't follow Zfeed on Instagram you should but if you don't (laughs) plug um, Mm -hmm. we run a series called Unpopular Opinions which is basically just an opportunity for people to send in an opinion that they have and then we share that anonymously and open it up for everybody to weigh in on whether or not they agree or disagree with it and that's actually what inspired the debatable podcast really so a few weeks ago two people actually sent in the exact same thing completely unprompted and it was that they both thought Beyonce has become hugely overrated so I shared that as part of the series and the overwhelming response was that people really agreed, which was not what I was expecting to, like I wasn't expecting to have that confirmed. Um, And the reasons I guess were kind of varied, but there was a bit of an underlying thread or a theme in the responses that was about relatability. So people were saying like, oh, Beyonce seems like she has a superiority complex she's boring, she seems unapproachable, she thinks she's better than everyone. Obviously, we don't really know whether Beyonce does think those things and whether or not she's valid in thinking those things, like she's objectively better than a lot of us. Um, But I still, I think it was really interesting. Um, It is worth noting that the Z Feed audience is like 90% women, millennials and Gen Z mostly, but, you know, very much Australian. There is quite a bit of racial diversity in the following, but there's a smaller percentage of like African-American and black women who I'm guessing would be more likely to have sort of a more intimate love for Beyonce because of what what she represents for them. But I do think the whole kind of thing asks a broader question about celebrity popularity now. And are we... If young people determine which celebrities are popular, are we at the end of like the superstar Beyonce level of celebrity being a big deal? Like is that is that era over? I mean, well, it's that's a very big question, Crystal. <laughs> We're starting big. We're going huge. Um, 
there's an there's obviously an argument that in whatever field there's always been celebrities haven't there like you know you yeah. go back you go back in some way you know people look up to different people in society you know it used to be kind of the royals um, and they're still obviously very popular now well not Meghan and Harry but well there's still interest like there's still there's this still- obsession to know what's what they're doing absolutely yeah it kind of made me think about like what so like what we expect from uh, well my feeling is that what we expect from like big celebrities not crappy d-list celebrities but like the proper superstars is different now to like even what it was five years ago when like Beyonce was probably really at her like peak and was you know doing the big world tours and like yeah what was that album that came out that was like friggin' huge but now kind of what we expect from celebrities is to be more personal to us yeah well I think now you have so much access to um celebrities or perceived access so obviously social media gives um people a glimpse into these celebrities lives um previously that was only people could only really um access the celebrities through say papers newspapers magazines or television that sort of thing um and that in itself went through several different people it would be you know back in the magazine days you know the celebrity agents would agree to the interview on the with certain caveats you know often they have copy approval so you can't write that this you know say you had an interview with Beyonce that Beyonce was three hours late to um the interview when she showed up she was moody and grumpy and you have to because they have copy approval but you want the you need the interview in the magazine to sell magazines it's a business um now I think there are a lot more celebrities who are putting a lot more of their um personality and like you can see into their like you can see into their lives through their social media but again that's very curated I think it's just a shift um, in, in you know, what they're saying to journalists in, on one hand in the traditional sort of interview format to now their, it's their own voice. But I, you know, people aren't live streaming their everyday to day lives. They're heavily filtered images. They're heavily um, curated um, comments, which might may or may not have been written by them. Um so I'm not sure you're actually getting closer to the celebrities. It probably feels like you're closer to them because it's more frequent now because they can put out different pieces of content every single day if they want to. Mm. Whereas before, you know, before we had really prolific social media, like you'd have to work pretty hard to be in the news every single day to have something about your life relevant for the news cycle, you know, in every weekly paper, in every monthly magazine, like surely that nobody could do that. No one could keep that up. No. And it's almost now like Beyonce is so huge that she doesn't need to um, keep in touch with her followers as much as other up and coming celebrities do because she's worth, you know, 400 million in her own right. She has, she can do exactly what she wants. Um, And people, you know, people, the devoted bay hive (laughs) as loyal to her, whatever she does. Well, they are um, for her, but obviously, so she has, she's always going to have her core following, but I think because she's removed herself from that day-to-day interaction with people, um, 
and she you know she doesn't comment on stories of herself she doesn't set the record straight you know we still don't know what happened what what, what happened with Solange and oh, Jay in the elevator exactly and but that gives Things an I think about a lot what happened in the elevator <laughs> yeah but she doesn't need to because the she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't need, need to control the narrative. It's almost like if, if she doesn't comment on it at all, the mystery the mystery remains. So there's interest there. Um, but, but then, like, I guess you – because, you know, you're saying that that works. Obviously, her she doesn't have to say anything anymore and she doesn't have to chase coverage and she doesn't have to put as much of her life out there because she has her, like, diehard fans that would never, ever – like, she can do no wrong in their eyes they just will always – they'll consume and, like, gobble up every little thing that she does. But I would say that then it makes it almost impossible for her to gain new fans and younger fans because they have nothing to – like, it's very hard for them to get a sense of who she is. And if they don't have a sense of who she is, like, how can they relate to her? And because I, I suppose, like, for – um for musicians and for actors, again, their their main work that they create for people to consume, like you're not putting one out. She's not putting out an album or a song every week because that's the, too much goes into it. Like an actress can't have a movie come out every week. There's so much work that goes into it. So it's, it's spaced out by necessity. So if you don't give people things to understand you by in between, yeah, how do you get new fans? Like how do you? How do new lovers kind of find lovers? That's so gross. But how do new people who like you find you? How do you you grow the (laughs) Bayhive? But I don't think she cares about growing a Bayhive, does she? She's worth 400 million. And I also think that she she is so unrelatable now because she's so huge and she has, like, how can as a young aspiring singer as a teenager in destiny's child her outlook and her the way that she would have interacted with fans in the early days is obviously going to be different to how she is now because she's she's at her you know she's she's done it she it doesn't matter if um she never made a good album again and she she is living her life removed from from it and also she's so unrelatable anyway because when you're that mega wealthy how can you really understand what normal day-to-day life is like yeah well this is exactly what happened with the um celebrity gal gadot and all the celebrities who uh, did that video singing imagine like self-isolating in their mansions while you know obviously the rest of the world is in various stages of fucking disaster Absolutely, and then, but then, but then, by that token, Celeste Barber, you know, got up and how much did she raise? You know, by like, like fifty million, insane, fifty million dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, she exactly, and she, but she is so much more relatable. She's self-deprecating. She's, but you know, she doesn't take herself very seriously, um, which is appealing, I think, to a lot of people, especially younger people too. I think the idea of a, you know, somebody who looks picture perfect and says, you know, doesn't ever say anything out of out of line or because everything is heavily um, prepared. It's, it's overly it's overly curated their lives. I think whereas Celeste Barber is 
you know, if it feels a bit more real. Well, I suppose that's one thing, like when you're interviewing, when you're interviewing like celebrities or regardless of how big they are, is it obvious where the line between who they really are and the persona that they've been like kind of coached and they know that they have to portray is? Because obviously as well, like if they're giving an interview, there's something that they're wanting to promote. And that kind of comes with its own like key messaging that they're trying to get across. So can you tell when you're interviewing them or when you're talking to them, like where that line is or is it all just like slick? Nothing. Gets- no, no. I mean, no, some, some people obviously say the wrong thing all the time. Um, and it's very hard, no matter how well scripted, you know, your answers can be, you can be caught off guard. And I suppose the job as the interviewer is to try and get those interesting answers out. Well, not to try and catch them up, but to try and get the interesting answers. I mean, you, it's very easy to tell when people aren't very genuine. That's for sure. Mm. You know, I've interviewed like Kylie Minogue um, was ill when she was doing The Voice in the UK. I had an interview scheduled with her. I just anticipated she would cancel because she was ill. Um, But I turned up, she coughed and sneezed throughout the whole interview and was so apologetic. She looked, I mean, she's gorgeous, but she looked pretty bad. Um, She was obviously ill. And I thought she was so professional for sticking to it. I mean, on a bad day, we'd all, you know, if you, she turned up to work, she, you know, gave it 110%, um, despite being ill. Um, Whereas I've interviewed Kylie Jenner. um, And she eye rolled the whole way through the interview and she and she we were it, it was about a makeup line that she it was before she launched her her own makeup line she partnered with um nip and fab a um brand in the uk and she was the face of it and they paid a lot of money to secure her they flew her over to london i had this interview lined up it was on a saturday she was three hours late and oh when God. she turned up she'd just been having a nap um she what didn't apologize. Mean? Well, her her publicist said to me, "Oh, she's out. She's been um, her meetings run over or something. You know, made up an excuse." We had we had lunch at the hotel, and then um, she turned up and she was like, "Oh, I'm so tired from my nap." And it the publicist was quite mortified. Um, and- How embarrassing! Like you're trying to save face for this person that you know. Like obviously, it's your job to kind of manage, and it's all falling to shit. And then they just roll out like just woke up from my nap <laughs> she, yeah she was an absolute nightmare to interview obviously she's there to promote the makeup brands that we were talking about you know the makeup and skincare um range and her answers were sort of oh, you know so obviously you're famous for your um for your lips and your your lip techniques and um, what's your favorite you know how how do you um you know what, what are your tips to applying lipstick and she sort of would be like <sighs> Oh my gosh. I like lipstick. And that was as painful. It was like pulling teeth trying to get answers out of her. At the end of the interview, I sort of asked her, um, you know, she obviously has come from a very, very wealthy family. She's 17. She, at the time she was 17, you know, she could do anything that she wanted to do, right? The world is, the world at, at that point is her oyster. And she, you know, so I said, what, what, what are you going to do? And she just, again, I rolled and said that she wanted to put her name to stuff. 
So that was like the great aspiration. Like I want my name to be on things. I found it so anything. Anything. Exactly. She did not she does not care what she's selling. She just wants to sell it. And I thought, how sad that at 17, that's the biggest aspiration that you have. Mm. I mean, I know that she's gone on to become the world's first self-made billionaire. Uh, I mean, I mean self-made. Self-made questionable. Yeah. But I just, I found her so, she was not interested. She didn't want to be there. Um, she was so, she just wasn't genuine at all. Yet, a lot of people would say that she's very genuine because, you know, she posts a lot on social media. She's extremely popular. She shows lots of facets of her life. Um, but yeah, the the Kylie Jenner that I met was nothing like how she perceives, you know, she, she presents herself on social media. And it was a very disappointing interview. I mean, there's something in maybe why Beyonce and other celebrities, I mean, Beyonce is certainly like not the only huge private celebrity, but why people like that just choose to not put much of anything out there so that people can't really have an opinion one way or another about it. If you don't say anything, then you can't be criticized. You can't be criticized. But then it does kind of, I think the moment that we're in now, it does leave you open to not continuing to propel your career by not attracting new younger fans because the old fans, I suppose, like that's only going to get you so far for so long. Like you have to have continued interest in your life and in your career. Um, I read this article in The Guardian that was like about – social media and celebrities and they were talking about Chrissy Teigen and why she's perceived as more real or more authentic than Kim Kardashian. It's kind of like what you were saying about Celeste Barber because she's like funny and she like doesn't take herself too seriously and she kind of like does all these things that makes people find her much more likable than other celebrities. Um, And they were saying that she has hit the social media sweet spot for right now, which is to be both aspirational and authentic because we still need them to be a little bit unattainable because otherwise why would anybody care? So you, they still need to be really beautiful. They still need to have the the plush, you know, lifestyle, the lovely house, you know, the superstar husband. Yeah. But then also at the same time, we also expect them to be really – funny and like witty and you know warts and all and show us when you're having a bad day and show us when you're having a bad skin day which is really weird because that's not how normal people really use social media like I wouldn't post every bad day if I posted every bad day that I had I would only post (laughs) bad days yeah it would be a lot and it would just be a downer but it's, it's weird that we like now expect them to also show us the authentic side as much as that, as much, if not more than the aspirational side. Whereas I feel like maybe 10 years ago, we just needed celebrities to be aspirational. Yeah, I'd agree. I definitely agree with that. I think, but I think that again, but the more people are more relatable when they're self, like, you know, Chrissy Teigen self-deprecating. She, like you said, she's funny. She, does show her bad days although I don't think you know she actually shows the very very bad days 
I'm not no sure way. how funny. Well, of course you don't. If she, no if her and, her and John are having an argument, she's not going to post to Twitter, Twitter, post to Instagram that she, well, she's very good on Twitter, but, you know, post a picture of Instagram of crying, um, saying why they've had an argument. Um, but I think it just makes, it just makes her more relatable, doesn't it? Because you understand that they are, they are and they are human. You know, beyond, even Beyonce has bad days. Well, uh, yeah. And it's also like, Chrissy is obviously very funny, but like maybe Beyonce's just not that funny. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with that, but she can't <laughs> then try, you know, she can't try to be funny yeah. or, you know, well, sarcastic or so. Like that's not, if that's not her, then it's yeah. not really authentic. Like we're asking people to be authentic only in the way that we understand we authenticity and being real, yeah. which is so bizarre on top it of is. everything else that we like need celebrities to do for us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, you you're exactly right. I mean, Chrissy is so popular because she's hilarious. Um but, you know, um Kip, well Kim Kardashian is just not that funny. She's not funny. She's not no. really, she's not um and but she acknowledges that. She knows that she's not, so she doesn't try to be. So, yeah authenticity is different to different people obviously so kim's authenticity is just like embracing that she's kind of fake yeah (laughs) it's like this is what i am but that's true because people who love kim kardashian they all like what i hear all the time is people like yeah but she just is who she is and she just owns that i know what you mean yeah she well she yeah but but you can't be the thing is if you try to be something that you're not very quickly you become undone and I think Mm. people I think a lot of the issue on social media especially particularly say with influencers if they really try to be something that they're not they won't be successful because it's just impossible I mean you can obviously curate beautiful images and um fluffy captions and um that sort of thing but really if you're not that type of person you know like for example um my house is just not that you'd like you know it's not picture perfect if I tried to you know post loads of indoor uh, interior shots you know with everything looking all curated and beautiful it would take me forever it wouldn't work it just you know it would become and it'd be really obvious there'd be things in the background you know there'd be and very quickly it would fall apart um but the charade the charade would very quickly collapse oh the math would come (laughs) down absolutely um, but I You'd think be like, hang on, isn't that three clothes horse worth of washing bar <laughs> just over there? <laughs> oh, shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> I'm a busy working mom. <laughs> Who has time to put oh, washing Yeah. It is, it is like authenticity is completely relative because it's, it's actually it's only relevant what appeals to the fan. Like we put ourselves at the centre of what we need celebrities to like be. It's actually about us. It's not about them Absolutely. at all. Yeah, I, t- I don't, well, wholeheartedly agree with that. I think people, um, I think I think celebrities in general, when they've decided what they're going to do, like 
they're doing it. So they're either a singer or they're an artist or they are, they're kicking goals. Um, and I think not everybody has such a strong sense of themselves, um, especially when celebrities are at a young age and, you know, mm. achieving great things. I think a lot of people only find themselves sort of later in life, you know, maybe early 20s or some people late 20s some people never find find out who they are but I think what you need so I think for these people who don't have a strong sense of self like looking to a figure a celebrity who is achieving all these amazing things it's helping that those people who aren't who don't have such a strong sense of self find who find out who they are so whether you are liking you know music by I don't know say Beyonce or I don't know liking Billie Eilish or you know you're dressing like Billie Eilish or you know whatever it is you're helping hone your sense of self by the things the people that you look up to and I think that most people are sheep in a way because they want to they're, they're happy to follow the lead of other people I think it takes a lot to be a really strong individual and know your sense of self from very early on I mean I think you might have known who you were very early on in life oh that's very kind yeah I think so um but I'm not a celebrity no but maybe I'm about to become really famous maybe you are maybe you're on the (laughs) cusp of celebrity I would hate that but yeah I, I see what you're saying it's like someone has to put it out there for other people to either decide that they want to like pick it up or put it down and the more people that look at what you create no matter what form that is and then think that they want whatever piece of it that they want for for themselves it's like oh yeah you know like I love Beyonce's messages of of female empowerment and so that's something really relevant to me so I'm going to follow her for that it's about what I needed she's just doing her own thing irrelevant of what I need and I'm just taking the parts from different celebrities and different people of interest that that kind of serve me uh, I mentioned earlier, but Billie Eilish, mm. she, I don't know whether you saw recently. So she did a, in a, um, Cal, my Calvin's campaign, she talked about the reason why she wears baggy clothes um, because she wants to keep something private for herself and she wants to, she doesn't want people to comment on it. And then I don't know whether you saw when she went on holiday, she posted a picture of her yes. in a and it blew yeah. up. People, were sort of saying I read you know some of the comments were oh she's a whore now she's turned 18 she's turned into a whore she's sold out she was just on holiday and you know on holiday you wear swimwear um it wasn't a provocative pose you know it wasn't um and it's just so funny how quickly people can flip the switch and go from absolutely loving somebody to hating somebody. And she came back, you know, she did an interview with Dazed and sort of said, I, this, you know, I can't do, I can't win. I cannot win. Um, Which I just think was so interesting to me. Um, The way that people were so quick to judge her. And that was, you know, that was her whole point. She she wasn't going to put herself out there. She did. Um, whether she actually thought about it beforehand, whether she she you know really thought about whether she wanted to post it or not, or whether she just uploaded her holiday snaps, we don't know. But you know, I felt it's it was yeah crazy the backlash that she got. And is that because like people? I'm just trying to like connect it to 
you know, like if people are loving Billie Eilish because of what she represents to them and they're like, oh, yeah, I am like you. I'm also someone who doesn't really, you know, I do prefer like this particular style of like baggy, cool clothing that's not like real showy. It's not like sexy or anything like that. And I identify with you because of all of these different things that you've been about. And now she's done something which to her is just absolutely normal. And I hazard a guess that she's been in a bikini like many times before that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it's the first time that her fans and the public are experiencing her in that way, but they've already attached so much value to her not being that person. Yeah. And it's like so incongruous with what they think she is that they can't like handle it. Can't process it. No. Um, No. And then, and again, but they, then again, as the point that you made earlier, it's a reflection, obviously, of the fans, isn't it? It's not a reflection of Billy and who no. she is. Um, yeah, it's so weird. There was like, there was this other article that was saying um, less about the work and the art, but more about like celebrities' personal lives, that there is also like an element of society is so obsessed with like, you know, the love triangles and the and the friendships, whether they're like making up or breaking up or people who are becoming friends or falling out or whatever it is, that we're interested in that because we're trying to figure out as a society like where we also stand on those things. So, again, like nothing to do actually with the people who are in the middle of and embroiled in like these controversies Mm. because it's about like the controversy, not about the people. Like I just think, you know, um, at the Oscars how um, Brad Pitt, grabbed Jennifer Aniston's wrist in that picture and everyone was like oh my god they're both single for the first time in like over a decade and it was really like some people were fully in the like this has to happen camp and then other people were like nah Jen just leave that in the past but it was very much like that had nothing to do with Brad and Jen that had to do with like where you stand on like this issue of reconnecting yeah. with yeah. an ex who has Absolutely. you know hurt you in some like significant way and whether there is any kind of like redemption for that type of love story whatever you know however we want to define it Absolutely but yeah like that's why people care about celebrity lives Yeah yeah definitely I worked at um Graz here in the UK and Jennifer Aniston, it, when the magazine launched, it focused on Jennifer Aniston and um, Brad Pitt split. And then obviously when, um, yeah, when obviously he split from Angelina again, it revisited the whole topic. And then um, when that happened, when he grabbed her wrist, all my old colleagues um, at Grazia were sort of like, oh my goodness, it's the cover that we needed. It was the cover. <laughs> um, yeah, I completely, I completely think that. And it's, polarizing people but people have opinions on 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 that sort of stuff it, it is because it because it has been personal people have had their hearts broken from exes who I mean whether they've cheated on you or they've left you for someone else you know or they've you know you've been broken up and so I think people internalize what's happening in po- the, the the popular culture um, and it's what their feelings on it it isn't you're right it isn't about the people it's how they feel um about the situation as if it's happening to them. Yeah, it, it, it is fully as if those were like people you actually knew, like that was your friend. 
people were reacting as if Jennifer Aniston was their friend, <laughs> and they were, <laughs> and some people were like, "Yes, I always loved you guys together." And then her <laughs> other friends were like, "No, girl, do not yeah. go there." He was <laughs> the stories that you've written about celebrities. Do you feel like that's what people, you know, that's why people wanted to kind of read those stories because it was about, and that's what you're trying to, I suppose, get out of the talent. It's like. I need to give people something about you that they can kind of synthesize in their own like life or synthesize for their own identity. Um, or are you just like, Kylie, tell me about the lipstick collection? Oh, please do. It's the story that we all want to hear. Um, I think a great interview, I think a great interview or chat um, is – that it always has to be, going back to the authenticity, if people are open and honest and it, the, the conversation feels relaxed and it flows um, and it's not sort of staggered um, and awkward, then you're more likely to get a better piece, um, you know, and, and a better article out of those sorts of chats. Whereas I have been obviously in interviews where it's very short, very stagnant, one word answers. Um, you sort of try going at it several different ways, but you know, sh- shut down every time and very much the party line. Um, so it's difficult as a writer, I suppose, I suppose it's difficult as a writer um, or a journalist interviewing people um, to each, each, each interview is so very, very different. You can't blanket all, you know, you can't just blanket. Yeah, there's no like formula where you're like, no. oh, I asked, I asked this kind of question. Then I asked this kind of question. It's like, it depends on. It was a conversation. Exactly. exactly. Um, I think, though, you know, to well, the, one of the reasons, obviously, why the mail is so popular, the Daily Mail is so popular globally, is because they um, have all of these images of celebrities all the time. So um, it doesn't necessarily have to be an interview situation um, to get a story out of it. You can sort of create the story around the pictures a lot of the time um which I mean I mean that's what I always wonder like if if people are interested in celebrities because of more you know what they what your fandom of someone like says about you then why does it matter like why is anyone interested in looking at pictures of like Ed Sheeran getting groceries <laughs> like that I don't that I don't understand well because I think they want to see people they want to see the celebrities off duty don't they so I think it, you know you you're very used to seeing um celebrities all dressed up and on the red carpet or in the pictures that they post to their Instagram feed but I suppose there's a level of voyeurism that people want to know more like what what yeah like what shoes does Ed Sheer and wear to the shops you know or that sort of thing which is very bizarre but people some people that's what some people are into um yeah it's very strange it's like a, it's like another level of um I suppose it's almost like peeping Tom type you know you're trying you're trying to it's very yeah it is it is like another level of intimacy like yeah well that is almost like if you were Ed Sheeran's friend then you would know you know what he like oh, his get up for going to the grocery store yeah and so you can kind of feel a bit closer to him or like any other celebrity because you can kind of imagine that you guys were just running down the shops together yeah but it's it's false it's very strange but I would say though a lot of 
celebrities, if they don't want to be seen, they're not. Um, for example, Rihanna moved to London and she was in London for a year and nobody knew. Um, what? How? How did you not know that? So she, in like, like mid last year, it was revealed that Rihanna had moved to London and she'd been there a year and no one knew that she was there. because she I love Rihanna. I did not know this. Oh, yeah amazing she was not she was not going to um you know Annabelle's uh, on a Saturday night like you know a nightclub where you'd get pictured a lot of celebrities go she wasn't going to any of those places she was living a very low-key life and yeah nobody knew for about a year which well that's a huge miss (laughs) which just shows you though that if you don't want to be pictured you won't be if you you know I mean there are obviously lengths that some people have to go to to avoid paparazzi. I know that in the Taylor Swift documentary, she talks about sort of climbing into mm. sleepovers or that's. And I don't think any celebrity, any celebrities necessarily have to go to those lengths. But often, um, if a celebrity wants to go under the radar and not be found or seen, they can. So if they're yeah. out there and you're seeing a lot of pictures of them, why is that? It's because they're going to a lot of the places or they, I mean if they live in Hollywood there's a lot of stars and celebrities just walking around right so there's a lot of paparazzi around um but if you didn't want to necessarily be seen would you want to live in Hollywood or would you move somewhere quieter where you're not going to be yeah because this was like part of the a few of the people that sent in messages that kind of had um criticisms around like you know Beyonce being really removed. I did kind of like push back and ask the question of like, but isn't she entitled to control what other people know about her life? And I guess this, you know, what you're saying kind of speaks to that. It's like there are things that you can do when you're in the spotlight. There are still things that you can do to limit how much information about you is out there. Absolutely. Um, And it kind of is like for the most part, it is up to you. yeah for the I mean, most like not exactly it's not yeah. it's not it's not for everyone um and obviously it depends on the level of public interest or what's happening at the time the sort of you know what's happening at the time but for example um Kate Moss her daughter um was never ever pictured she never posted she never posted anything on social media anyway but she um was just never pictured they sent legal letters to um a lot of newspapers and websites and things you just weren't allowed to picture her daughter um and then one day when her daughter was I think oh, it was, was the daughter it was a couple of years ago but then this picture of Kate Moss's daughter appeared in Vogue and she just one day was like she it was in a photo shoot that she'd um it was from her wedding oh, so one day it was like okay now exactly. we're doing this now exactly but for years you never saw even if you saw a picture even if you saw a picture set of um you know if you you saw a picture of Kate Moss and her daughter you were that it was not published anywhere because she'd never put it out there you know there are a lot of um celebrities who don't show their kids yeah and, and but if you but I think this is quite a, a criticism that's been leveled at Meghan Markle um you know she they she on the one hand doesn't want to she didn't want to Annette like show off um Archie when he was born but then she posted a picture to her Instagram it's like you can't you either you either if you don't want anything out there you just don't put anything out there but you can't then put stuff on your social media and not expect it to be published elsewhere or for the to be more interest in that I think that's the 
I think that's what people find. People don't like hypocrites. And I yeah, think that's, like, that's what makes people unpopular. I do think that's a problem that people have with celebrities in general because they kind of see it. You know, they 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 know of examples of very private celebrities like Kate Blanchett, who knows anything really about Kate Blanchett's personal life. Yeah. But when she has work to promote, you know, she'll promote the work and she'll do the appearances and she'll do the red carpets and the works. You know, the movie's great or the show's great, fantastic. And then after that, she just like goes back into whatever her life is. I would actually have no idea what Kate Blanchett's life is like, nor do I really have any desire to know, but it like it just never really makes it into any kind of like noteworthy media. So people see examples like that. And then I think don't like it when celebrities complain about their privacy being invaded because they're like, well, it kind of seems like some of your peers can avoid avoid this situation. I don't think that's uniformly, like I don't think that affects all kinds of celebrities at the same rate though. No. Like I definitely, I'm quite sympathetic to Meghan Markle um, because, I mean, this is also a broader point folded up within this whole conversation that I think we expect way more of female public figures and female celebrities than we do of me- of the male their male counterparts absolutely yeah I 100% agree large sections of the public and the press b- blaming Meghan Markle for whatever decisions her and Harry made but then like not applying the same level of scrutiny to Harry or assuming for him that it was like her decision and that he just had to go along with it. But like the reality is that nobody knows whether or not that's true. We yeah. just default to thinking that it's her because she's the woman. Yeah. And there's absolutely. definitely some like racial stuff going on there. But there's so much more burden on, you know, on Beyonce, on Rihanna, on Meghan Markle, on Jennifer Aniston. Oh, like well, exactly. I was gonna say Brad Pitt came out of the whole Angelina Jolie, you know, leave the breakup with Jen Aniston he came out pretty rosy still. Angelina was vilified for it. Um, 100%. Which, and she was even vilified in the breakup, in Angelina's breakup with Brad. Absolutely. Yeah, nothing sticks to him. Um, is that, you know, why is that? Is it is it because he, well, it is because we tend to blame, we, we, the, the burden of blame is always on the woman. Mm. Um, yeah, why that is, well, that's that is something that's not going even as the types of celebrities that are more relevant like I think the upshot of all of this is I do think that it's going to start changing and I do think that the public is kind of creating more and more demand for celebrities to be more and more open with their lives whether that's a real openness or just a perceived openness is almost like irrelevant you just have to keep showing people parts of you um and I think that's just gonna continue because social media is kind of like a weaseling its way into everyone's lives more and more where we're gonna end up who knows but I do I do still think that that sort of like removed a-list celebrity who's almost like a god Mm. I just feel like people are having less of an appetite for that than ever before we want to know people yeah well you you feel a sense of connection don't you with with people um and the more that they reveal about themselves I suppose the more connected people feel yeah look we're never going to solve any of these issues in any 
every episode is going to be so dissatisfying because it's like, wow, you have all really relevant points. So what's the conclusion? Don't know. (laughs) Not sure. (laughs) And (laughs) you, dear listener, (laughs) can make up your mind for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Send in your emails. Oh, truly, though, if you have something to say about celebrity culture, please do send in your emails to hey at zfeed.com.au or you can slide into my DMs on Instagram. They are always open. And if you think the world needs more of these kind of conversations, I'd love it if you would share Debatable with a friend, subscribe to the podcast and just keep talking about this stuff. We want to change the world one conversation at a time.